Welcome to the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron. Together we rise here on the ICMG, the Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. Tonight, we are featuring Brother Basilio Tabera II, originally from the Philippines via the way of San Jose, now residing in Las Vegas, California, as he tells his story about this R3 redemption. This redemption that you can find on r3demption.com as well as on IG at r3demption underscore community on Instagram. He's got a great story where he was in the Bay Area, San Jose, Milpitas, started jacking cars, joyriding, high speed chases, led to 32 months in prison to now making sure that he shares his redemption story with youth and the community all over the country. Here on the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise on Island City, where the beach meets the streets. Now, a word from our sponsor. Whenever it's cold outside and you need a little heat, at the game or in the plane, it's comfortable on your feet. When it's time for a nap, it's a pillow for your sleep. Get your comfy blanket now. Get your comfy blanket now. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your Hollywood radio show for personal development with expert insights and interviews to help you, me, and we work to be our best and live our best life. Offering for your consideration through some of my insights, but definitely from our featured guests, these success frameworks, behavioral models, and life lessons that if you and me should feel that there's value there, that we subscribe to it and deploy it all over our life, leadership, and business. Here on the Coach V Show, where iron sharpens iron, together we rise, powered by the Island City Media Group, where the beach meets the streets. Today, we got the 702 in the hizzy, and then, you know, through the Bay Area, definitely, is Brother Basilio Tubera II. Born in the Philippines, Basilio and his family came to the United States for the American dream. When he was four years old, he is the middle child of five in the family and was known as being the annoying little brother who was always joking around, kind of like Joe Coy. Like, you know, when what, what they say all the time, Joseph, who told you you funny, Joseph? That was your boy Basilio. Growing up in with strict immigrant parents, he was never allowed to play organized sports or participate in extracurricular activities. Despite discipline and the good intentions of his parents, Basilio began a life of wrongful and unlawful decisions that ended him up in jail, not once, but twice, all before he was 21 years old. Life changed when he met his wife of 23 years in 1998, Together, they are proud parents of two adult children, ages 22 and 18. Becoming a father, he wanted to make sure he raised his kids, giving them all the opportunities that he felt like he didn't have. His kids got into sports at early ages, and he coached pretty much all of their teams in soccer, baseball, and basketball. 
Basilio and his wife created great relationships, not only with families, but especially with the kids. They believed that they had an opportunity to not just teach them the fundamentals about sports, but this would be seeds planted in his heart for a greater vision. Professionally, Basilio has been an electrician for over a quarter of a century, 25 years after many attempts to get out of the trade. There may be a light at the end of this tunnel. His passion for youth, the desire to find redemption in his own life journey, and his ability to connect with the hearts of all ages has led him to becoming the co-founder of a nonprofit organization that was placed on his heart over a decade ago. Redemption with the Tres, Three, Tolu, and Tongan community, or R3C, bridges the gap between adolescence to adulthood through programs to support personal development, to support growth and to support success through mind, body, and spirit fundamentals. Through providing resources, mentorship, and hope, R3C will be changing the trajectory of lives by breathing belief into them about their future and their future opportunities that are truly unlimited. Along with growing R3C, Basilio spends his time working at the county with the gang prevention program for kids, serving at his church through leading small groups, outreach, and children's ministry. Over two years ago, he moved his family from the Bay Area to Viva Las Vegas, Nevada, where he currently resides. Welcome to the Coach V Show, your boy, Basilio, my man, B. Tabera in the house. B, what's up, my man? How you living? Good. You look good, man. Looking all shaved up and trimmed up. You looking nice and nice and fit. What's going on, B? Talk to me about your Genesis point. Read your bio. We have a, a an insight into your background through your bio, but tell us what is your story and what is your Genesis point, brother B? So I was born in Alongapo City in the Philippines, uh, province of Zambales, and my father and my second oldest brother came to the states first to just get uh, acquainted with the united states and then my mom my eldest brother and myself flew out uh thereafter after he established some work um moved over to we were in san jose when i was four uh, grew up there uh, pretty much raised in the bay area and then uh moved out further north to the malpitas area uh, I spent my adolescent and high school years in all of San Jose education and was, uh, I was, I was a scared, I was very scared as, as a young adult and just growing up, I feared a lot of things. I, I really, really kept to myself. Uh, I didn't want to go outside of my family very much. I, I I rarely had friends. Uh, I didn't want to learn English, you know. Even mm. though I knew what it, I knew English, uh, I just told them that you know I I didn't want I didn't want to talk. I I didn't understand. I was in ESL. <laughs> English was a second language to me. That's what they thought. <laughs> but I mean, just being being in the Bay Area and being around a lot of. Uh, rebellious kids at that time uh-huh i, I kind of latched onto that and it kind of took me down a path that i didn't feel was meant for me 
but I went down it anyway because I felt like there was acceptance there. And I really struggled with trying to find my own identity, mm. you know, being my own man. And as life grew on, um, I realized I had to stop letting life happen to me and mm. start joining life. And when I made that kind of realization in my life, I started to just try to cut out the things that were just holding me back, you know, from becoming who I, I needed to be, especially not just for myself, but just for everyone that was associated with me, family members, friends. You know, I, uh, I, was, I was always a happy-go-lucky kid, you know, um, but still timid, you know, just didn't want to, never wanted to test the waters. And I was always trying to play it safe. Um, but then <laughs> when I, when I got around the wrong guys, you know, I really let, let loose in the, <laughs> in the wrong way. Right. 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 So in that growing up in the 408, 408, am I right? 408. San Jose, introduce us. Introduce us to your parents, five siblings total. So introduce your other four brothers and sisters. Please let us know who they are and let's shout them out. Uh, my eldest brother is Bernard. My second eldest brother is Landon. Uh, my, my sister is Atene and my youngest brother is Brian. And where do you fall in, in that five? I'm in the middle. Right in the middle. And then what about your parents? Introduce us to your parents. Uh, my, my father's name is Benjamin Gelajo Tibera. Um, and my mom is Aurora Tubera. Nice. Where do they live now currently? Uh, they're both, they both passed. They've been, they're with the Lord right now. Right. So condolences on that. And shout out to mom and dad looking down that you're in the Hollywood radio show. We're going to be in studio in the future, man, but you're doing some things. So you're figuring some things out. Talk about what are the, what are the things it is that are some life lessons that you can learn? of any of the Pinais or Pinois, right, that are watching right now about your immigrant experience, right, about coming here and how to figure some things out and assimilate. And if assimilate is too strong of a word, meaning change, changing and becoming something that you're not or, or around your culture or American society, what about some life lessons to help them transition and become the very best that they can be? be? Please help. I think for for me, uh, the Filipino community is it's it's very strong. They're very. I think the Filipino culture is very, very loved, uh, very appreciated. Um, the culture is very hardworking, uh, but then again, they're very family oriented. So uh, my parents were were on the stricter side. Mostly my dad. Um, he grew up. Um, having a lot of friends, but his experience was his friends kind of turned on him and kind of did some backstabbing uh, towards the family. Uh, they robbed his mom's house. Oh. So after that experience, yeah, coming to the States, he was very, he he didn't really want us to be associated too much with friends and, and put all of our trust in our friends just because of what happened during his experiences. Yeah. So he was very strict, so he kind of, kind of held me back and um, he was respectful of our friends and people that, you know, we associated with, but he didn't like us putting all our trust in them just because of what happened with him. And I don't, I think the culture is, 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 is growing. Uh, the Filipino culture in the States is growing as far as the kids 
are really kind of coming into their own. Mm. You know, there's the, the old ways and the traditional ways. I, I mean, we respect that. But coming into the States, I think a lot of the Filipino community, they're finding their own voice here in the United States. It's, I mean, you see them all over. You know, they have their own. They don't have, they're in movies. They're trying to get into sports. I mean, wherever they can and own talk shows, you know, they have their own channel. So it's growing. And I, and I, and I, I really appreciate being a Filipino American and just trying to trying to trying to be who I need to be for our community too, and be a voice for our community. That's and awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. What else were you going to say? I really want to take my kids back to the Philippines because I haven't been back since I since I came here since I was four years old. I just want to see. I just want them to see where they where our family comes from. Yeah, you know, that's going to be that's one of my goals. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're on the level up call, and we had um, Talanoa Hufanga's dad, Devita Hufanga, on on that call, right? Yeah, yeah. Was that cool? That dude that is cool. awesome, huh? Yes. So shout out to Devita because Devita put, planted that in my mind on one of the calls. We've been on a few calls already with Devita, man. He's just such a good dude. Shout out Devita Hufanga, who was on the Coach V show just last week. Um, he and his wife birthed two amazing kids, and one of them is Talanoa Hufanga, um, who's uh, the starting safety for the Niners. And he said one of the most amazing experiences they had as a family, him and his sons, is going back to Tonga. And it oh, gave them so much perspective about how grateful they should be here in the States for the things they have, right? Go ahead, I, go ahead. What would you add to that? That's where I, I mean, that's why I want my kids to actually see where they come from. You know, as much as I, I appreciate the American culture, I just want them to, have, you know, hold on to that, their, their own culture and where they come from. At least, you know, see where their blood comes from. Yeah. That that's that that's still just an, an insightful thing for me too because up until Tevita saying that, I really had no. I mean, I love Cabo, I love Foxport, Bahamas, I love, um, I love the Caribbeans. We just this past summer we were in freaking Cozumel, and and uh, man, we we love places right, but I never think about going to Tonga, man. But when he brought that up. I think I think you guys are right in line with we really know what we want today as a family and where we want to go. But but what is that really in the context of if we don't know where we're from and, and who we are? Right. And that's part of that. And so that's something that both of you and Devita have brought to the front uh, front and center in the forefront of my mind. Talk about high school growing up, rolling around and dropped integras with mufflers and and low riders, is that you or am I off? Am I off? Am I off? No. <laughs> Come on, Supras, Supras no. back in the 90s, right? What was that? That the Nissan Zs. Remember those? Those were money. Talk about high school and getting into that culture, uh, the fast and the furious culture that's known out there right now. It, was that part of you? And what did you learn by making the mistakes you did? And then what would be some life lessons you could give to people out there that might be tempted? By the dark side, B. Oh, I mean, that was like right on. That was that was us. We were we were out there racing in the streets late at night, you know, over there by Great America. Oh yeah, Santa yeah. Clara. Yeah, 
that's where most of it would go down. We'd be triple parked on the side, hundreds of cars out there, disperse when the cops come, you know. <laughs> but for me, it was just being in that environment really like it really took my life on a on a course that I wasn't really you know prepared for. You know, I mean, that's what I would say to a lot of young kids out there is be careful of who you surround yourself with and and the environment that you put yourself in. You know, make sure it's a positive one. Right? That it's yeah. just, you're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are one of the pastors you say, plus people that add to your life rather than take away from it. You know, right. because a lot of the kids out there, I mean, they, a lot of them don't know what to do. They don't know what to do with their lives. And and I'd hate I hate to say it, but they don't like to see other kids do better than them. You know, right. they want them to be at that same level, you know what I mean? And and be happy and and be at being at being happy at the same level. You know, right. no at that age, when we're, when when I was growing up, no one liked to see each other level up. And that was kind of sad. So that's what, like my one point for kids is just to make sure that you surround yourself with people that are doing better than you. So you have a good example. You know, I'm in a good platform to to start from rather than trying to figure everything out like me through failure and always trying to pick up the pieces. You know, that's a hard life to live. And I did live a hard life because I didn't want to learn from other people's pain. I right, right, right. To be my wisdom. You know, yeah, that, yeah. and that's what I tell my kids that, that I share the things that I go through with life, not to scare them or not to make them feel like, you know, your dad's a bad person and, and he didn't he didn't learn anything. I tell them those things so they know what kind of life that I live and, mm. and the kind of life that I want them to, to achieve and, and live through my failures. They don't have to fail at a lot of things. And I know that my kids are going to have to experience things on their own. I get that. You know, I can't shelter them from everything, but I can at least try to have my voice be the loudest voice in their head. And that's what I'm mm, trying to do. I love that. The kids that we meet too. I love that. I love that. So, so, so one of the things it is that um, I think all, not just youth, but immature people don't understand. And I'm talking mainly for myself. And then you just tell me what your thoughts are on this. One, that success is something and good things are something that are not given, they're earned. One, right? Come on. Yes. And then we fail to recognize until it's too late that in a blink of an eye like that, Things can go from being all good to all bad, right? And then third is, if Dracula's out at midnight, your ass should not be out. And then at a certain age, if the clock strikes 12 and Dracula's out and there's alcohol or drugs involved or fast cars, there's a certain segment of our society where the age group, they die. They don't just come home and have a rough morning. They freaking die. Those are three things. A success is earned in the blink of an eye. And at midnight, there are certain times where not only are you at the wrong place at the wrong time, you placed yourself and your ass in the wrong place at the wrong time. Come on, B. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's, I totally agree. Um, anything, if you're going into the next day not having slept, nothing's, nothing good's ever going to happen, come from that. And there's no positives in that. You're already going into the day of not being rested, not being able to reflect. I think that's one thing that I'm learning now that I need to reflect. 
on what on the things that have happened in my life and mm. kids need to reflect on the things that happened during their day you know it's, it's breaking it down more into that like what happened today what are the what are the good things that happened to my in my day and a lot not a lot of kids do that they only reflect on what's going bad you know yeah. they don't reflect on anything that's going good in their life and then and it's those little tweaks those and change of how they think and how they look at what's going on in their life is that's what we're trying to have these kids kind of open their mind to. Yeah, man. My kids, my kids go down to Tonga where the where the where the bathroom's outside. There's no water heater in most houses. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. There's not a Chick-fil-A. Not only is Chick-fil-A not open on Sunday, but there ain't no Chick-fil-A in Tonga. Perspective is a powerful thing, but ironically, right? I mean, the only way that even do, I won't speak for you, my knucklehead ass, it was the hard way that really tempered me to go the right way, that I was no longer willing to pay for the consequences of, of my wrong choices or my decisions. Your thoughts on that, B? Oh, man, that's... It's a hard life to live, always, always trying to learn from your failures. Yeah, and man. I'm telling you, man, it's 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 tough because you're wasting a lot of time trying to figure out what went wrong rather than just surrounding yourself around people that know what went wrong and how to get out of it. Like always trying to dig yourself out of a hole all the time. Like that was that was me. Like trying to trying to right my wrongs you know and then just just not knowing that there's a better way you know and that there's a better path and thinking that my life always is just gonna amount to this this is always what happens you know and and just that constantly repeating in my mind and just this the cycle the vicious cycle of That's this right. is what my life this is what my life's meant to be you know nothing but failure not accomplishing anything and and we talked about this in our in our last call. It's the self talk that I lacked. Like the way that I talked to other people it was respectful, but yeah, right, right. The way that I talked to myself and the things I used to say to my own self that was horrible. That's you right. I mean? And getting up and trying to talk to somebody, you know what I mean, and trying to reach people when I couldn't even talk to myself that was that was the tough. That's that. I think that's what a lot of a lot of kids deal with nowadays is this comparison. You know, always trying to compare themselves like to other kids that are like doing better than them. But what you got to understand the things that they sacrifice to get those things. You know, you don't see what goes on behind the scenes. You know, you only see the outcome. But you, no one ever wants to know what the process was that they went through and the transformation yeah. that needed to happen. No, that's wise. That's wise. So share with us uh, some of those struggles that you had got you into prison two times and how that led to what it is that you're doing now with R3 redemption, right? Bro, it's, it's like today I was really reflecting on it. Like, man, what really happened? Like, it was just like, I was in a lot of honors classes in high school. You know, I had high school teachers like asking me to be in their class, requesting me to be in their class. And then all of a sudden I just started hanging around the wrong kids you know, and then wanting just to have fun. I didn't feel like I was having enough fun and that I was missing out on, you know, what everybody else was doing and everybody, I mean, and, and trying to compare, 
Like I want, I want, I want to compare my life to these guys and I want to be like them. And then I ended up just not going to class. I think I had 92 absences in my O period class at 6 a.m. And my dad would drop me off. Then I would find somebody else to go out with, you know, and just not be at school. I don't know what it was. I think it was just pure boredom. And I was just bored of just doing the right thing. And that's and that's a scary place to be. Mm. I mean, not fighting the good fight and wanting just to be rebellious. That that's that that really derailed my life. And then I ended up, you know, just out jacking cars, you know, just stealing cars and taking them out to the races, going out, you know, just joyriding. With a stolen car. With a stolen car. Wow. And then my parents not even knowing, bro. That was like the hardest thing for me. It was like I would steal cars, park them around my mom, uh, around the corner from my mom's house, go go home, take the stolen car, go to school. I was it was wild. I can't even when I tell people like my story, they're just right, right, right. That can't even be you. And then we go to that's not B. B, that's you. Right. We went to, me and Candace, when we first got together, we went to get auto insurance. It was on there. Reckless driving, possession of a stolen car. And the guy was just like, took me to the side. He's like, what happened? You know, like, tell me, tell me the scoop. What happened? You know, how, how did you go on a high-speed chase with Mopitas police and San Jose PD? <laughs> it's all a blur. And it goes by that quick. Like, like I said, just being around the wrong people and being in that environment and that atmosphere. And feeling like, you know, okay, I got to ride this out. You know, I got to, I'm already in this deep, you know, and trying to get yourself out of it. And it was, it was meant for me to get caught because I remember that day so vividly. Um, We were, we were in, I want to say in the Saratoga area in one of the apartment complexes. And little did I know that one of the uh, off-duty cops lived there. And I was in, it was, uh, we were in a stolen car, uh, me and a friend of mine. And I look over at him and he just has this blank look on his face. And by that time he's getting out of the car, off-duty PD comes up to my side with his gun drawn and pointed in my head with his, with his uh, German shepherd, like just on me. And I was just like, He's like, don't move like that. I'm not moving. And then I get locked up, you know. It was, I don't even know why I still chose to do it. I got, same thing, you know. My mom was the only one that came to visit me, you know, got out. I didn't go home. I went with the same crowd that I was hanging out with, you know. Like I had this image to uphold. And then we ended up going on another high. We go to, I get on a high. This is when I get on the high speed chase with, we went bowling in Milpitas. And these two cops come in. We see them come in. We get into the car, stolen car, drive out. He hits the lights on me. I pull over and I tell the guys that I'm with, I said, as soon as he comes up to the door, I'm out. As soon as he comes up to the door to, to shine his light, I flip a Yui. Head down the road, and we go on a high speed chase. And got that. But in ten minutes, we had the helicopter in the in the sky with the spotlight on us. Mopitas and San Jose PD coming after us. 
um, we were going down the street and then all I heard, the first thing I heard is the first thing I did. He said, just stop. We'll all split up. So I was already way ahead of them, but that recommendation from somebody in the back, I don't know why you can listen to it because the slowing down of, of us had them catch up. So all I hear when I get out is get the driver. Right. And I was like, Oh, wow. There was, so my friends take off one way and I go another way and they all chase me and my body just shuts down. Like in my mind, I'm still running. I'm still running. But in my mind, I'm still running and my body just shuts down. And that's when I knew it was like, okay, this, this is it. You know, this is, this is why this is the, the tipping point. Like I'm doing way too much, you know, and I'm in, the, I'm sitting in the back of the cop car. I see my friends roll by and I just give them the, the eyes like, Hey, no, that's a bit, they got me. You know, there's nothing we can do. You know, they're they're in their car, they're strapped. They're like they're like they want to do something. I'm like, don't don't make this worse. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that but then that that's that's where it, everything really changed. Like mm-hmm. I really had I didn't really look at all the things I was doing. I I never reflected. I was just on this mission of trying to live up this persona of this, you know, I mean this tough guy. You know, what I mean, no fear. No, I don't fear anything. I don't even fear the law. But mind you, there's gonna they put you in a place where you're gonna mind somebody, and and God rest my mom's soul. She was the only. She came to see me every weekend. Everyone and and the cold part is is that everyone that I hung around, not one letter, not didn't send me any money on my books, didn't come to visit me once. And I was less than five, 10 minutes away from them. Yeah. The realization of like really cutting, cutting loose the people that, you know, I mean, really, I thought that were there for me. You know, and yeah. today it's your family, man. It's your family that's going to be, that's going to be there for you. That's why, like, I'm all for my family. Man. I am yeah. Where did you serve and how long were you in? I was at Elmwood Correctional Facility in Milpitas. Uh-huh. Man, I, I can still remember the day that I got released. Like, my mom wanted to come pick me up. I walked. My mom lived, like, 10 minutes away from that. I just knocked on the door, had long hair, you know, and then my mom was like, like, why didn't you call me? Why did you? I just I just wanted to breathe fresh air. You know what I mean? I didn't realize how valuable, like, my precious time was uh, until until you get it taken away. Yeah, that's right. How long were you in? I think I was there for 32 months. I like I had served maybe 13 months. And then I had to, I had a public defender, man. It's just a nightmare. I didn't even get any of that. When I was fighting my case, I didn't get any of that time credited. So I had, once I got sentenced, they were trying to send me to San Quentin, where my boy got sent. Uh, and my mom, that's when my mom kind of, she's like, okay, no, that can't happen. So she hired a lawyer. And they got me time. They they, I still had to get a CDC number. So because of the, this is being my second offense, and they gave me my second strike. Because in, during, I mean, we'll get into that at a later time. Because they try to put pin a assault a police officer on me. Yeah, it would, like I said, reflecting on this, man, I can't believe any of that happened. Wow. 
So talk about how that led to what you're doing today down in Las Vegas with Redemption. Man, it's it's amazing, like the lives that I'm I'm gonna touch and that I've already I mean made an impact on. Because we did we ran one program for Valley High School here in Las Vegas. And I got vulnerable, man. I just, I broke down. Like I looked around the circle and kids were just crying. You know, I just told them like um how my family life was like growing up. You know, it's not like I didn't have a dad. But it didn't seem like he was present. Mm. And, you know, he wasn't, he was trying to live up to this, you know, I'm strong, man. You know, I don't need anybody. You don't cry. I don't cry in this house. And you shouldn't either kind of thing. And it was tough because, you know, I just wanted, I wanted him to like appreciate me and just, you know, <clears> love him. <throat> and, and that's what, that's what I was trying to tell these kids is that if it's, if it's just me saying that I care about you, then I at least there's one person in your life that's telling you that, that I care about you. I care about what you do. I care about what, what, what happens in your family because I believe that's where it all starts. You know what I mean? It's it's the home life, you know? And that's what we're we're trying to do with Redemption Community is, is make the family unit strong, you know? And, and just being vulnerable and sharing my own family experience and I'm kind of like drop their wall a little bit, you know, uh -huh. so able to reach them. Man. And so how, how do people connect with redemption? Facebook page, website, how, how, how do we do that? So you can go to redemption underscore community. That's our, that's our IG. Okay. And then you can reach us at redemption.com. And that's where and and it's redemption with a three. Yeah. R3redemption.com. And then on Instagram, we are R3redemption underscore community. Redemption underscore community. C-U-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y. Say that one more time. C O C O M M U N I T Y. M M U N I T Y. Redemption community on IG. So what would be your message to the world? B. Taking the experiences that you had coming over, growing up in San Jose, having a pretty good life, right? Being an honor student. Oh, Be an yeah. academic guy, getting bored, instead of going to 6 a.m. class, just leave, steal cars, do all that. Man, 32 months? Damn, that's two years and eight months. Damn, I can't. Man, for me, that's crazy. That's that's a lifetime, right? That's, that's just so long. And you don't really know until you go there. But when I go there, I used to go to all these spots that my uncles were put in down in SoCal, Wayside, some county, right? And I'm just like, fuck, I am never coming here. Never, right? So what's your message to the world, given those experiences and now being married, you and Candace have two beautiful kids, right? And then you're, you're working with the county there, you're at high schools, and then you're an electrician, your wife is an executive, right? 
talk about all that and how that's going and what your message to the world would be and start with your message to the world, please be. I would say my message to the world is be the change you want to see in the world. And that's all I'm trying to do is trying to be that change that I, that I want to see in the world. You know, like, like, like what I live off of, you know, just treat people like you, how you want to be treated, you know, and that's how I've always lived. You know, if I want to, if I want, and if I want to see that change in the world, I have to be that change. And that would be my message. Like whatever you want to see in the world, be that example that you want to see. Mm-hmm. And what are some projects that Redemption has coming up and, and you and Candace have coming up that we need to look out for? So we're trying to partner with, uh, we're trying. We're still trying to get through the red tape of the high schools. Um, we're still planning our calendar for 2023. So we'll definitely connect with you once we get everything concrete on the dates of the programs that we're going to be running. But we're definitely going to try to come back to Valley, Valley High School and run some programs with them. Very good. And then what about some shout outs? You got some shout outs here on the Coach V Show. Who would you like to shout out? I want to shout out you, Coach. All you, bro. I want to shout. Who else? I want, I want to shout out Coach Ty. She just started her own clothing line. It's IMI Clothing Official. Uh, IMI Official. So you can look at a look that up on uh, Instagram. She just started her own clothing line, and she's part. She's a co-founder of Redemption Community as well. Good. And then, lastly, two hot seat questions. So, welcome to everybody that's just tuning in. I'm on here featuring brother of Basilio Tubera II, who is the co-founder of Redemption. He's down in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can connect with him at r3demption, D-E-M-P-T-I-O-N.com. And also on IG is r3demption underscore community. Yeah, that's the... Uh... That is our Instagram. The The website is just uh, r3redemption.com. Dot com. Yep. So you can connect with him there. And then, and thank you for tuning in and just listening to her story and hearing him. And we're just going to put him on two hot seat questions. And the first one is, and you've heard me say this before, and you've alluded to it throughout your whole testimony and telling of your story is, you know, to choose to be around the right people because we are who we roll with. We become who we hang around and we really do assimilate to whom we associate. And then my quote and what comes top of mind for you is there's money in the transaction, but the wealth is in the relationships. What comes top of mind here on the Coach V hot seat? Would you talk to the audience about in terms of your experience? Yeah, man, it's I have no problem with accumulating things and accolades but when you say that quote to me man it, it just hits me like in my my spirit because it's it's the relationships that we form that's gonna that's gonna be the the legacy that we leave behind and mm. it's, it's the people that we impact and the relationships that we meet that we make and the people that we meet i mean that's gonna be an example for for my kids you know i mean that's that's the example that I want to set to them is like, you know, I mean, yeah, it's okay to, you know, want to achieve the best in your life. But if you're not impacting somebody in your life by the example that you lead, then you really got to ask yourself, what is your life really going to amount to? 
No, are you I love that. For stuff? Or are you going to be known for reaching your kids, reaching your your community, you know, reaching the world? I love that. And then lastly, on the hot seat is when I got inducted into the Hall of Fame here in my city of Elk Grove. So shout out Elk Grove and shout out to all the community partners and the people that really volunteer with me to impact the community in which we live is it's just that fact. Right. I'm from Pomona. I'm Tongan. But in the community in which I live, when you say my name, people are going to say some good things about me. And mainly because of the collaborations that I have and what I do for other people, not what I do for myself, right? In that the first words that come out of my mouth when I was inducted was Elk Grove. I just don't live here. This is my home. So when you talk about be the change that you want to be, if there's a place that you're looking for to be that change, do it in your community. When I say that here on the Coach V Hot Seat B, what comes top of mind? It doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, your past is never going to determine who you're, who you're going to become. And it's during the process of wanting to change and wanting to impact. And the person that you become is, is going to be so much greater. And, and that's why I appreciate you so much, Coach. Man, just to see the transformation that you made and the, the level and at which you hold yourself. That's that's very inspiring to me, man. And I always, like I said, I want I want to be around people like that that are doing things for the community, that are selfless, you know, that mm. are doing things for the youth. Because honestly, that's who's going to be here when we're gone. And if we can, if we can't reach them, who is? Yes, yeah. I ask myself. And I, I appreciate that. that. Yes, sir. And I'll just throw in one more for you to just share what comes top of mind, in which case I didn't create this quote, but I say it very differently, right? Is if service is below you, high level leadership and high level productivity and wealth and success is above you too. Your thoughts on that, B? Man, just the, the way up is down. You know, that's how I look at it. Like if you're, like you said, if if you're not willing to serve even your wife, your kids, your you know, how are you going to be able to serve the thousands, the hundred thousands that are in the community that you're wanting to impact? And it's true, you know, it's you gotta be able to do the things that you're asking other people to do. And that's mm. how that's how I've always lived. Like I'm not gonna ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. Yes, sir. And I got to And I always have to find the people that are doing what I what I'm looking for so we can uh, so we can collaborate. And that's what it is, is is partnering with people. You know, you're, 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 <laughs> that's like our slogan. And it's on the back of my shirt right here. It says, yeah, we are the village. It that's takes, right. It takes a village. You know, it takes it does take a village to raise these kids. And, and you got to get them around the right people. No, and you got to introduce them and you got to mentor them and you got to love on them. And that's all yeah. we're trying to do. And that's all we're trying to do. No, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Final word on being on the Coach V show, and then I will do our, our outro. It's been an honor, Coach. Uh, man, uh, 
never done an interview before. So this is like raw, uncut, like, you know, from the heart. And that's what I told Candace, you know, I'm just going to speak from the heart. Like, I prayed on it. You know, I just want to make sure that I'm relatable. Yeah, you know, right. and, and that's real. All yep. that's all we're trying to do is, is not, I'm not trying to be better than anyone. I'm real talk. Real. I'm trying to be authentic. I want people to relate to me. I want, I want there somebody to see this, this interview and be like, man, I was so ashamed of that, you know? Right, and, right. And that's, and that's what I'm really trying to do is, is get you out of that mindset of thinking that is your life's never going to change. This is what my life's going to amount to. You know, this is what all my family is all ever, my family ever is going to be. You know, I want, I want kids to know that there is a life out there that is meant for you, but it ain't going to, it ain't going to be given to you. You got to go out there and get it. Yeah, that's right, baby. Where you earn it, right? And and then you respect the life that you live. And when that's you right, respect it. Others will too. That's right. That's some real talk. That that's a great final word, man. Because that's why people don't appreciate things. People don't appreciate things they had to earn because <laughs> it was given to them. But when you gotta earn your own house, when you earn the gas that's coming out of your stove or the lights that are on. That's why my parents used to be like, how come you never turn off the lights when I was young, man? <laughs> it's like, I got it, pay the bill. Yeah, man. But now it's the same thing with my kids and my kids get it, man. I, I really appreciate them and Martha and how they are. And I appreciate you coming on the show, being vulnerable. You did a great job for the first time. I, I so happen to not be able to, to have somebody that was booked to be on here and it didn't work out. So then I reached out to you and Candace because we already talked about, hey, we got to get you on the show at some point where well, here it is. I knocked on the door and you answered, man. So I really appreciate you answering the call to come here and be featured and really share your insights and your story with the world, man. Sharing your success, your significance and your story is going to impact not just one. Because like, for all the speakers out there that are always talking about, man, if I could just impact one person, uh-uh, you better be more effective and efficient than that, right? Because one, people don't pay people like that to public speak. So a lot, a lot of the public speakers that come up to me, it's like, right, if we just if we just impact one person, no, when they're paying you $20,000 $20, for a 30-minute spiel, your, your return on investment has to be better. But also, if you're doing it for free, like I do a uh, 100 times a year. Right. Standing in front of, of of a team or coaching one of my teams or coaching in a league and the league asks you or some some community asks center, man, be be scripted and share your story so that you impact somebody to be better than they would have been yet if they did not see you. So I appreciate you sharing that story so much. And to everybody out there, thank you so much for tuning in to the Coach V show where iron sharpens iron. Together we rise here. On Island City Media, where the beach meets the streets, I want to thank my boy B, Basilio Tubera II, for coming on and talking about being 18 months in jail and having that not be his legacy, but then created his own redemption, created a family, found an amazing person to be his partner, and then do his deal and have, have actually the courage you know, to leave the yay area and go to Vegas and build the life that he wants to, to live and doing what he wants to do. So thank you for that. And to everybody else, we'll see you next week on the Coach B Show, every Mind of Motivation Monday here, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And for B and I, it's just not for the sake of success that we do shows like this, but really for the sake that you be your best. 
In doing so, you realize the best of your abilities and that everything and anything that you dream, work, and pray for can be achieved. This is how your Pinoy Filipino brother B lives and your boy Coach V lives. All about faith and family. I'm grateful for God's amazing grace. From your boy B down in the 702 Las Vegas, Nevada, and your boy from Elk Grove, California via Dash Radio, Island City Media Group. Here, we will see you next Modern Motivation Monday. One love, mad respects, live it. Peace. Chill.